South Florida's Alternative 104.3 The Shark. I am Aaron. Welcome to Open Swim with Mark Dubin of Mark Dubin and the Honest Liars. How's it going, Mark? It's going very rainy and gray, but I'm happy to be talking to you. Yay, I'm happy that you're finally here. I've, I have admittedly been trying to get you on the show for quite some time. I had to do yeah. a little arm twisting, but uh, it, it worked out. <laughs> right. We were waiting for the right moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I and I appreciate it, and I appreciate everything that you do, and I know that a lot of people have, have mentioned that to you as well, but I just want to reiterate that, you know, most of us on the scene really hold you in high regard well, thank for, you. Uh, yeah, putting, putting music and live music and local music at the forefront, and it's important to have people like you. I really appreciate you saying that. It's very important to me. So I want to start for someone that has never seen you, never heard your music. This is the very first time ever that they're hearing about Mark Dubin. Let's start at, at the beginning of how you got to playing music here in South Florida. Well, a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> in a <laughs> now, galaxy uh, far away. Yeah, right? In a galaxy far away called Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I started playing guitar when I was like uh, 14. Uh, my dad bought me a guitar and guitar lessons at this place that's not around anymore off Sunrise and Powerline. It was called Musicians Exchange. Okay. And it was like, it was probably like 84, 85. It was this really cool kind of like, comp, it was a build, one freestanding building, but it was like a complex of, of little stores. You had Musicians Exchange Guitar Center, and then you had Musicians Exchange Studios, a recording studio, a practice area, and then upstairs they had this little blues bar that every national blues act would come to or to. And the cool thing about it was back then, you know, the blues was on the decline. Not love, not a lot of people were listening to it. So 14, I, I was getting to meet a lot of legendary guys that I had absolutely no clue who they were until 20 years later. I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> now, I know Joel De Silva is a good friend of mine, and I know he came up in, in that scene, too, with the Musicians Exchange, and, and he, you know, hold, holds that in high regard. But you guys took way different paths in life in terms yeah, of music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I think I had been playing guitar for about six months, and, uh, you know, I grew up in, in the punk scene, and I listened to a lot of hardcore and punk and, uh, and new wave. And that was, like, really it. But when I started playing music, I think that I didn't have any idea of what uh, musical ethics or credibility, you know. So the only thing that I cared about at 14 years old was I wanted to play on stage and, uh, and get girls, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> Like I every felt... teenage boy that gets into music. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so for me, you know, I knew that, you know, punk bands were playing basements and parties. It wasn't popular at all at the time. But, like, glam rock bands were playing all over the place. Right. I decided for the, to, to further my 14-year-old musical career to uh, wear eyeliner and lipstick and get in <laughs> glam rock bands, and I had hair down to my butt. Yeah, oh, my great. God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a fake name and everything. It was great. That's brilliant. Okay, so what was your fake name? Punky. Punky, really? Yeah, it's horrible. You know why? Because I used to wear my hair in pigtails. Oh, that's and, cute. And I used to have two different colored converts, like, uh, what was that? She's a punky Brewster. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that show when that's I was a kid. terrible. We're going to cut that out. We're not we are not really... cutting that out. Yeah, that's stays. edited. <laughs> uh, and then, and the, but that didn't last too long, you know, because I think that once 
once, I think maybe like two or three years later, you know, I became serious. And then I was like, oh, I get it. If I'm going to play music and I'm actually going to write music and it's going to be like what I'm going to do, I have to be legit. You know, I have to be serious. So then that's when I started playing a little bit more of what I wanted to do, which is, you know, punk influence. What are some of your bands that you grew up on and some of the ones that you're into currently? I listen to a lot of hardcore, like Black Flag, Modern Threat, uh, stuff like that. But I was too much of a wuss to be hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) So I tended to, you know, really be influenced by bands like uh, The Replacements and Husker Du. And yes, for all of you, including you, Aaron, Soul Asylum. Yes, Soul Asylum Asylum had to make it into this interview. There was no way it was not going to. (laughs) I'm sure Pat Stahl is going to love this. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, it's your sensitive side. It's okay. It is. And it just, they were so good and then they became so bad. Well, I mean, it happens happens to the best of us. We all have our good and bad phases. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you were you admittedly were once punky, so... There you go. And that was a, an extremely bad phase. Although, I can always say that that was because I was a kid. I have no excuse for some of the bad phases I've chosen uh, as an adult. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay, so I know that you played on the scene for quite some time, and then you took a break, and then you returned. What was the motivating factor for you to return to playing music again here in South Florida? Well, uh, I was in a band called Los Diablos. Mm-hmm. After the punk thing, and I sort of, you know, took it to the next level, which was, you know, I got serious from playing glam rock and, and heartless kind of stuff. I, I started to play more of a, a, an acoustic-y, they called it at the time Americana, all country stuff with Los Diablos. And then, you know, we really took it as far as we could take it. Uh, the music business was changing, and we had gotten courted by, by a few labels. But when you're not a 20-year-old kid anymore, you don't really feel like packing up the van for 365 days a year. Right. Um, and so, you know, we just couldn't really find a way to make it feasible for us to, to do it. You know, the labels weren't offering any money. Nobody was really offering cash. It was all sort of like a lifestyle more than uh, money. Like a come along and see what happens type of deal? Absolutely. You know, and they offer you a lot of stuff. They tell you, oh, we'll put you on TV, we'll put you in the magazines, we'll get you interviews, we'll let you open up for bands, and then you can have your own thing. But at the final end of every conversation was, right, but I need money to live. Yes. You know what I mean? as we all like, do. <laughs> I'm totally fine with everything that you're saying. And I would have jumped at that opportunity at 20 years old, but today it's just not about that. So, yeah, I took a break. I think like most of us did on the scene, uh, a lot of us sort of, you know, people start graduating college and getting real jobs, girlfriends become wives and boyfriends become husbands and, you know, suddenly you're in your 30s, music kind of has to go on the side for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and a lot of us did that and I think that the resurgence of it now is because after taking that break, everybody's like, whoa, you know, this is, you know, music is extremely important to me, and I'm into that. And so I got back into it because of our best friend uh, in the world, Rob Elba. Yes. <laughs> who's amazing. Yeah, of course, yes. You know, he's always kind of crept around in the, in the background and lured me out for different things over the years and said, hey, you know, what do you think about coming down and playing a set? tonight or, you know, for the Dan Hosker Music Continuum, which is an incredible charity. 
And uh, and it just kind of happened. And then this time around with the Honest Liars, uh, he did it to me again. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, hey, why don't you, uh, we're going to put together the Dan Hopper Continuum this year, but we're going to do a, uh, a compilation CD, like a companion compilation CD. And we want to release some unreleased tracks from a bunch of bands. You know, is it cool? if you use a, an unreleased Los Diablos tune. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's cool. And then he was like, well, how about you play? I'm like, ah, wow. I don't have a band. I don't even think I have a guitar. <laughs> I'm just like so not in. And then one thing led to another, and I found myself getting together with George Hernandez from Los Diablos and, uh, and Tom, the lap steel player. Right. Uh, Dan Bonebreak is playing bass and Steve Capaletti on drums and uh, those guys are amazing musicians and talent incredible to have those guys backing me up it's amazing yeah I mean you, you have a really solid group of dudes who I know you know just from their own various projects that they've been in over the years so I'm definitely looking forward to tonight which is what we're going to talk about next yay yay so tonight at <laughs> Poor House in downtown Fort Lauderdale everybody's favorite spot <laughs> yeah we get to see Mr. E, and we get to see Goldust Lounge, and we get to see you and the Honest Liars, and I'm stoked to do this. This is totally like just me hanging out on a Saturday night. This is not the radio station paying me to go do this. <laughs> just for the yeah. record, for anyone okay. that might be listening, this is not like <laughs> this is not endorsed by anyone other than my my personal love for you guys and the music and the scene. So yeah, it's going to be a great time. All of our friends are going to be there. There's going to be DJ sets. I'm understanding in between. Yeah. Well, when we put the when we put the show together, and we were talking to Jay at the Poor House. For me, what I wanted to do, and that's why I wanted to wait to do this with you, is make it kind of an event. You know, like a like a super cool night. You know, I didn't want to just like say, hey, you know, we're going to do a set and come check it out. Right. Slap it so, together. You wanted something like actually thought out. And have our friends, you know, and have really good bands and everybody can stay the whole night and enjoy themselves. Like we were talking earlier, you, you know, about setting up a night and, and an event. So it's super cool. Yeah, DJ Fiasco and DJ Skidmark. Fiasco, of course, Fosto. Right. Uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be spinning. And so what we're going to do is Gold Dust is going to come on around 11 tonight and they'll go through their set. And then in between the sets, we'll be spinning power pop and uh, old school punk and some outlaw country man i love me some power pop one of the most underrated i mean that's just my personality in general is i'm i am power pop (laughs) you and i talk about that a lot i know i am i am like a power i'm like a pack of bubble gum yep i love that stuff man. (laughs) me too it's the best it's amazing yeah so it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be a legit night it's gonna be super fun it's above and beyond everything else it's just going to be a really good time uh, for everybody. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, bellying up to the bar, getting a beer from Tommy. You know the drill. We all know the drill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I can heckle Rob, yep. and Rob will heckle me. And, and you, you'll be... Mercilessly. Yeah, both of you will take turns being behind the mic, heckling each other from across the room. You know... I, I, Rob has always had the ability to check my ego <laughs> so much. I just remember one time years ago, we were playing a, a show, The Johnsons and the Terrors, and of course, I was walking around the club 
and I had, you know, ego was on fire. And, uh, <laughs> You're like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm blowing it up. I'm a punk singer, and everybody <laughs> loves me. I'm getting free drinks. And Rob stops the set and screams at me and berates me for 10 minutes <laughs> while everybody in this packed club is just literally staring at me. And it was then that I knew that no matter how cool I imagine myself to be, there is always someone like Rob willing to make sure I don't believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, love him. Just a little bit of an ego check, that's all. It's just, He's a, amazing. just a smidge. <laughs> I'm not going to leave on this note. I want to talk about what you're working on currently and in the future, and then we will wrap it up. Yes. Originally, we had, um, originally, I was going to record just a solo acoustic EP and, and do that route. But once uh, I asked George to come in and play uh, some guitar on the record and uh, getting together with him, we just were like, we were scheduled for an hour chat session and it turned into an, you know, a full day of writing songs and hanging out, talking about it. So we decided we were going to go this route. And then um, we're going to be, we were originally, again, going to go in the studio and record something for to release tonight but uh you know the band is just working at stuff and working at stuff so it sounded really good so yeah i mean it's all about going in recording a record releasing that you know the guys in the in, in the on flyers all have their own various projects that they do that are amazing in their own right you know humbert uh the holster that george plays in and uh, you know dan bonebrick is you know the front guy and bass player for gray and orange who are absolutely amazing and you know and steve coppoletti and thomas those those guys do their own side projects too so it's really good you know everybody's got that and hopefully over the next uh couple weeks we'll get into the studio record i'll be uh either playing with the boys in the band or doing some solo acoustic gigs getting the old punk singers to put down the electric guitars and play some uh, acoustic <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun to watch them. Strip it down in bare bones. That show back at 2 and a few months ago was a lot of fun, too. I enjoyed that. It's always good, you know. It's always good to, to, to do that, to see, you know, talented people, like you said, strip away themselves. You know, and yeah, go, all right, I'm, this I, is it. Yeah, and all yeah. the years I've I've known Shakers, known Pat and John and stuff, I've never seen Pat play like that before. That was awesome. Right. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, he's awesome. I'm going to let you go, and I will see you tonight. Yay! Yay, I'll see you tonight.